episode three of our podcast, Coffee with the K's. We have coffee. And we have the K's. We have the K's. Yay. Here we are. Very good. Josh's cup says, voted most likely to need coffee. Mm -hmm. It's very apropos. 100%. That's it. That's it. That's the only voting I'm I'm, uh, excited about right now. All right, so let me me talk about this stuff that you're drinking here. This, This is very unusual packaging. Okay. She's drinking ground lush, medium dark roast. It sounds like sewage drainage. That is, that is, it doesn't luscious taste like ground. That. It is yeah, luscious. I mean, talk about man, they, that it dirt. Is, I'm telling you, that's the best thing to come up with. Back to the drawing board, folks. Come on, man. It's very good though. Single source. Oh, 100% traceable, fair trade, and organic, yes. seasonally sourced. Yeah, it's some amazing it's dirt, yummy. I'm telling you. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and all that in this nice, pretty package. It's oh, yeah. purple. Oh, yeah. yeah. And ground lush is ground what it's called. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, that right there, as, as a consumer, you know, I'm really dying for a ground lush. I am. I mean, they sold me, baby. That's why I'm drinking it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know? I know. Oh my gosh! It's good. What do you, What do you have hints of? You have any hints in this? Um, no, no, <laughs> no hints. Hints of coffee. Yeah, hints of coffee. There you go. Oh my gosh, that's funny. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you, you got to be different than me, right? I got espresso, super espresso, super, super espresso, super espresso, yeah. and I have ground lush. Yeah, ground lush. It is a hundred percent traceable, fair trade, organic, seasonally sourced. Where is it coming from? It's coming from Colombia, Mexico, and Honduras. Okay, all right. Every delicious cup has been crafted it's with been one simple mind. objective in mind. Yeah. To make the to name it, <laughs> <some dirt. laughs> to make some dirt. That's it. Oh yeah. my god. Well, I'm gonna have a cup of that green goo. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's probably a thing. You better watch out. No, it's <laughs> gonna start know. something here. Be the next health craze, right? I know. That's it. There you oh go. Gosh. Yeah. Well, All this, right. This coffee lies, so that's okay. It's <laughs> it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be Jamaican Blue Mountain yes. blend. And yes. if it is a blend, and this is not, I really sound snobby. Don't you I? do really, yeah, actually. Yes, really it is what it is. You know, <laughs> like, this is a blend. It's like 1%, and it's, you know, 98% something else, because it, no, it doesn't taste like Blue Mountain at all. Now, and this does have, it has yeah. hits of cocoa and a little bit. That's the biggest thing. He asked you what the hints were. I was we're having, not paying attention. I know. I, I was trying to decide. I had to swish it around my palate. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yes. I had to think. Yes. Mm. All, All right. right. Coffee. So we got the coffee. Case. We got the good and then, music. You know, talk about this week. Uh, we've had a good week this week, don't you think? That's a great week. Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. It's been good. It's been good. So the Browns are four and one. So it's... Uh, yeah. You know, that's where the show takes, you know, this fantasy, this, yeah, this sci-fi Saturday, this, uh, here we go. Uh, right, right. <clears throat> yeah, we are recording this on Saturday. That's it. Well, we're super excited because, yeah, we're going to watch the Browns. It, it's actually being released Friday. But, yeah, you know, yeah, that's it. That's it. I know. So, on so by the time you hear this, the Browns could have lost to the Steelers, yes. and we'd be very sad. And very, 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 very sad. And the next you know, podcast. So next podcast, we'll be like, we hate the Browns. We don't want to talk about the Browns. <laughs> no, uh, we can't hate them that quick. Four and one. They, they got hey, a so, more so just just fun facts for you fun, guys here. Fun Browns okay? facts. Fun Browns facts. Okay, four and one. The, the Browns have a better record right now than the Patriots. Woo! 
better record than the Dolphins, which is really not Yeah, no big deal. Okay, yeah. all right, all right. The same record as the Ravens. Oh, wow. Uh, now okay, that's, that's something our, to talk about. Line, yes. That's it. Okay, better record than the Raiders, than the Broncos, than the Chargers. Same record as the Chiefs. All right. Four and one. Yeah, okay. the Chiefs lost last week. That That's was very it. sad. And, of course, I mean, the entire NFC East is trash, so that doesn't really count. Um, same record as the Bears. Um, better than the Saints. Better than the Bucks with Tom Brady. Wow. Better than the Panthers. Well, see, this is the thing. Undefeated. Undefeated, right? Okay, yes. but they're not going to be undefeated for long, and they really haven't played anybody. No, so they like, haven't huh? played anybody, so That's, I think we have a know, shot. Exactly. We haven't been 4-1 since 1994. Yes. Just in case anybody's keeping score. I'm actually, I'm actually extremely proud of you for knowing that. I, I know, I know. She was holding that fact <laughs> off. <laughs> <laughs> she picked it up. She's like, I'm going to get I'm somebody with this. Yeah. I've got this. Let me write this down. I'm going to do it for a podcast. <laughs> That's it. All right. So, oh, man. All right. So awesome. So there we go. Coffee, Cleveland Browns. All right. Let's talk some music. Well, first of all, I want to say I think we've, we've gotten a lot of really good reception from our episodes from the last couple of weeks. Um, and I've been excited, too, because some of our students have been listening to it, which is kind of, I mean, that was the, a large part of the point of why we want to do this yes. for people studying music and, and uh, you know, to help them out, give them some insights and things like that. So, um, it, it was good. Uh, lots of good reception. We want to encourage our listeners definitely to please leave a review, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify so that other people can see what, what this is like and, uh, and can hear your opinions. And we definitely want to get your input on topics to discuss on this podcast. So be sure to, uh, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, reach out to us, send us a message and let us know, uh, what you're interested in. And, uh, we'll be happy to, uh, to, to provide that for you. So, one of the things that we have today that we were going to talk about, we mentioned counting and the importance of counting in the last couple of episodes, talked about using the metronome, why yes. that's important, some of those tried and true, uh, methods. Standards. Standards. I mean, if in a recording studio, you'd be hard pressed to find one that doesn't use a click track or a metronome. Mm-hmm. You know, to set the basis for what they're going to play to. Cause well, and that's, that's how important it is. Now, people want to ignore that. Yeah. You know, I'm going to learn how to play, but I'm going to ignore this thing that's used to make every album or every CD I'm listening to or every stream I'm downstreaming, you know? Yeah. You know, it's kind of ridiculous. Well, I mean, and, and for those of us that, that are not familiar with what he's talking about, we're talking about recording in the studio. There's a whole, there's a whole track that all it does is just click the entire time inside one, one side of the headphones while the mix from the other instruments comes through the other side. Which is basically a metronome. Exactly. Yeah. It's what it is. It's what it is. Well, and I think so many people that I know when I mention this to them, they're usually surprised to find out that, yeah, they're professional recordings that they're listening to, the songs that they like, that they're listening to, those musicians were using the click track the whole time. And a lot of times, not, um, you know, the musicians, the drummer comes on Monday, lays down his track, using the click track to get it, then the... Yeah, they're not always in the room at the same time. They're not even in the at the same time. And yeah. a lot, nowadays, especially with technology, they can record stuff at home and send it in, and it can be mixed at, at the studio. So we oh, have, we know a yeah. lot of professionals. We have his own studio doing this. That's it. Yes. That's it. Yeah, yeah. 
That's, uh, yeah, shout out to Kenny Arnott. He's the man. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty amazing <laughs> he's drummer. The, he's, he's very he's inspirational. The Probably the busiest drummer in, in oh, yeah. music. With, without a doubt, and most in demand. Well, and, you know, so wonder why, okay? Listen to him play. Listen to him talk. Listen to what, he's what does he value. He's, he's unique. Distinct, he's yeah. unique. And passionate. Solid. 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 Yes, and his timing is impeccable. Come on. So all the, all the naysayers on the metronome, you know, That's it. What, what do you got to say about a guy like that? You know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no way. I mean, you know, and the, and the thing is, like, with, uh, with, with his songs, you can't say that he loses the feel oh, no way. because he's playing with the metronome. Oh, he's got a distinct, solid feel. Like Jack and Diane. That's the one I was thinking of. That's yeah. exactly the one I was thinking of. A very of. creative yeah. way to yeah. emphasize his, his beat, but, yeah. you know, it's solid as can be. Exactly. And that's what makes that song work. Because yeah. any other drummer, it wouldn't have been the same. Right. Right. And I think John Cougar Mellencamp. Well, you recognize that. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, I was pointing that out to a student um, a while ago because we were talking about how sometimes, um, you know, musicians will choose. They make certain choices in which voices they use of the drum set, you know, and, and that creates a certain feel. And how specifically with that song, he chose not to play the hi-hat. That he, the, most of the song, it's just the, the bass and the drum, you know, the snare drum, and floor time a couple of times, you know, and you get that little yeah. on the guitar, you know, and he's not playing anything at that time, and that, that back and forth there, you know, really draws you into the song, all the way up into the bridge, and then when the bridge hits, that's when he does that little, you know, and he's got you on board then. That's yeah. it, now you're hooked, yeah, now when he comes in with the cymbals, now it's like, it's really kicked up a notch, you know, so. But how cool is it that you can um, hear that, that you, people just hear the song, mm -hmm. and it moves them, and it makes them feel good, and they sing along, and Well, that and brings stuff. me to the point of, you know, I hear a lot of times students say that, man, Music is sounding really different. I, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm listening to music now, and I'm hearing things I never heard before. Right. And basically, it's because they've learned to listen. Right. That, yeah. Well, there you go. And, and that's that's the thing. Like, now, now that I've mentioned this about Jack and Diane. Now that Everyone's going to go like, listen to it. Everyone's going to go yeah. listen to it. Yeah, that's it. And check, check it out. But, I mean, that's, that is. That's the things I always think it's, um, you know, it's a lot like uh, pulling back the curtain on a magic show. You know, it's like music is it's music is magical in a certain, you know, yeah. degree. You know, it's just, it is amazing how these sounds and groups of sounds can come together in certain ways that really draw you in. And it's an infinite number of, of possibilities of combinations that can be put together to make that happen. So when you start learning, you, you gain the knowledge, but then, you know, more importantly, you, you start listening more critically. All of a sudden now you start catching these things that you never caught before. Some of your favorite songs, you don't realize, you know, just how good those musicians were, or just exactly what was happening to make you, that song draw you, you know, and pull you in. You know, we start learning and, and taking lessons and really understanding, improving your craft. You start to be able to hear that way your ear develops. It's kind, of, it's kind of like when I started listening to Tower of Power. Oh. My initial draw was David Garibaldi on the drums. Right. So I really would listen and focus on that. And I go, man, this guy is so funky. And I'm like, that is incredibly creative to, to get that feel to it. 
And then all of a sudden I started hearing the bass. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And my yeah. mind was blown. That was it. Rocco Prescia, that guy was amazing on on the bass. Yeah. Just totally amazing. And uh he, he you know, I started listening to him and I put in all these different songs they played and I started growing an appreciation for the bass cuz when I was younger and as a drummer playing in bands, I don't really give too much you know how you know the bass player's at your door? Oh, don't say it. His hat says Domino's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> no, we love our bass players. We do, we do. We got two bass players in the room. So yes. That's right. <laughs> and, and, you know, playing the bass, if you have that uh, foundation, it makes it much richer experience. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, and, and, you know, to, to, back to your point there about, like, Tower of Power as the example, I remember specifically listening to Oakland Zone, uh, that, that album. And, yeah. and, and I, re- I remember that, so I bought that album, um, from, from, uh, with birthday money from Barnes and Noble. Oh, right. Go ahead, Karen. That was it. But that was the thing is, I remember buying that album, and then we were, we were listening to it, and, and, um, and then you were like, yeah, this is really good. So you, you held on to him, but listened to it some more. And then, uh, one day, I don't know where we were, but you, uh, pointed to one of the songs and you said, you ever listen to the bass in this song? Yeah, yeah. I think it was yeah. Stranger in My I Own I think that's house. what that's it was. It. it was Stranger that in My Own House. That is the funkiest song oh, on the bass. Man, it, it just, the whole, the bass just transforms that song to yeah. another level, man. Yeah. And, and that was what was so funny about that moment. Like, I have a real vivid memory of, like, like exactly what you described. I'm listening to it. I've heard the song. I'm listening to the drums. I'm listening to the singer. And I'm like, yeah, okay, it's changing my life. Yeah, so this is a cool song. You know, it's, it's funky. It's, yeah. And then when you said, you know, bass, listen to the bass, it, it was like, you know, Doctor Strange, like, open your third eye. Four ear third ear, yeah, and it was like, oh my god, yeah, yeah. like, because then all of a sudden you're hearing, it floats in and out of that song. And it's so smooth, and there's yeah. certain, he's playing 16th notes, but there's certain notes that are being accented yeah. here and there. That directly coincide with the hits in the band and what, you know, the drums are doing and, you know, and all of a sudden it's like this, this massive, you know, machine now that you're hearing that's just yeah. moving along and it was like, wow. But every instrument, when, when you start setting it, that's what it does. It opens you up. I mean, I know as a kid, when I started playing the bassoon, all of a sudden I'm hearing the bassoon parts. And then what happens now with you, because now you have been exposed to the bassoon. Yes, I And I then you'll the say, you'll go, oh my gosh, there's a bassoon. Yeah. And then who does that? You know, and yeah. I mean, we do. Right. Yes, we yeah. do. And then forget it if, well, if a contra-bassoon comes oh, in. Yeah. You're just like, <laughs> you know. If you really want to freak out, you, you, you get Kyle and Josh after going to the orchestra. <laughs> yes. You know, like, it's like a tornado of <laughs> descriptions and images of what they heard and saw in it. It's, it's very really fascinating for the I mean, people that sit around us. I uh, yeah, yeah. Like, well, it's, it's, we've had it's to usually make one or the other. Them. Oh, that's yes. the thing. It's usually one or the other. There's usually the people that are sitting around us that are like really excited to hear, like they, they, they like hearing us talk about it like we're analyzing a football game, you know? Yes. Yeah. And then color commentary. Exactly. Like we color do. commentary. Yeah. And then there's other people that are just like flat out annoyed. They're just like, okay, that's way too much information I didn't want to hear, you know? Yeah. 
But it's so enjoyable. I mean, I, I don't know. To me, the, the more detail you know about something and then you can listen with that detail, it just opens things up so much to you. I mean, you're talking about this stuff with Tower of Power, and I, being a vocalist, I hear I hear the vocals, and, and I I hear the passion that, I don't know who the singer is, I can't remember, but oh. I, the passion that he puts into all of those songs that is just so He's inspirational. Incredibly talented. And really talented, and a huge range, and just, you know, and I hear, you know, things that I tell my students, you know, good breathing, opening his mouth, long phrasing, you know, and, and punch in certain, talk about accenting, oh, same yeah. thing, accents and uh, stuff. Only so much oil in the ground. Oh, yeah, awesome. Know? I mean, yeah. I have vocals on that are just outstanding. Yeah, and then I I sang it and realized oh. how hard it was. Then you don't <laughs> yeah, realize Because we did it as a band. We did right? it, yeah, yeah. And it was right. like, oh, my gosh, you think, and that's one of the things that. I, Lenny like, Williams, there we go. Well, yeah. he's awesome. Yeah. Shout that's out to Lenny. Lenny. Yeah. yeah, great. I mean, yeah. there's the professionals are supposed to make it sound easy. That's, yes. that's the job of a professional you know it relates to football <laughs> too I always wonder like how can these quarterbacks you know continually you know hit the ball in, in the right spot where the receiver is there right. and because they, they practice it so many times and, and they make it look easy and professional musicians make it look easy too and then yeah. you start but that brings us to burnout because sometimes you get to a point where you feel like I'm never going to get this I, I'm not going to get well, it like the professional. What I see sometimes is uh, not that as or the early stages of it is, <clears throat> okay, I'm taking lessons. I've been taking lessons for a couple months or whatever, and I'm just, it's part of what I do at this time. It's, they're, mm-hmm. they're not mentally involved. Yes, with all there guys, you go. right, like just going through the motions, right? right. Yeah, and so they, they, you know, that puts the pressure on the instructor to kind of lift me and carry me through this right. learning session, which doesn't do you any good. Now it's a two-way street. Yes, but you know, I talked about one of those blocks about being mentally involved in your practice. Mm-hmm. That's so important, and yes. people overlook that because they think, well, I'm going through the motions. That's right. Yeah. I'm doing the repetitive movements. Right. I should be getting. The results, but if you're not challenging challenging yourself and and trying to be very actively involved in making it better, I mean, you have to ask yourself when you sit down to practice: Do I have the right attitude? Yeah. Or am I just going through the motions? Because you're going to get so much more out of it if you're mentally involved in it. Even your lessons, also, you know, you're mentally involved. You're checking yourself, you know. Yeah. And they tell, oh, I made that mistake, or I did this, right? Oh, gee, how cool that sounded, you know. Yeah, you're you're in there. That's it. Attacking the the problems too. I mean, I think that's that's the thing because if you just you're making the same mistake, you know you're making the same mistake. You do it again, you make the same mistake again, and just oh well, let's do it again. Okay, let's do it again. Well, you're getting repetition now. Making on the mistake. Mistake. Make the wrong oh, yeah, gosh, that's, it. Yeah. that's it. Your that's muscle memory now is the mistake. Yeah. So you just you just reinforcing the thing you're trying to stop. So you can't. That's not the way to practice. No, you know, it's not. Yeah, you've got to you've got to actively be targeting that mistake, right. So that you fix that mistake. You know, and and you know. Well, and that's better. really important because I think it's our job as a teacher to teach our students how to practice. What is the right way to practice? Because you well, can't just do. start. Yes, that's, I know. I was going to say it's exciting because mm-hmm. so many students start out and they think, okay, here, I'm going to practice. And you start at the beginning of the song and you go, and then like you said, Josh, you get to the, and you make a mistake, then they go back to the beginning. 
and then they get to the mistake, and then they go back to the beginning. Right, right. So now the the first eight bars are perfect, yeah, and awesome. then but but then you have to stop. Okay, wait, I can do the beginning. Let's just practice that measure where you're making a mistake, right? And let's drill that. Just drill that section. Now let's try to back it up a couple measures and just get through that section. Now maybe go back and try it. But there's a, there's a process so that you're not just spinning your wheels and your attitude. I'm think you said attitude is everything. Well, I mean, we've all experienced when you, you know, a student plays something and they play it wrong and then they look at you. And, and, and you, you know, like it's obvious, right? That wasn't right. Yeah, yeah. Everybody they know knows. it's wrong. Yeah. They know it's wrong. <laughs> and then they look at you like, "Was that right?" Yeah, And it's not sincere because they know yeah, it was they wrong. Know, right. So no, no, we can do this. We're going to correct this. You know, make yeah. it go this way. And then they make the same mistake. They look up at you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like ah, that's yeah. not mentally involved, right? Yeah. Right. You know, that's, I'm here killing time. Yeah. You have to be mentally involved with what you're doing to get the results, you know. Right. Yeah. And I try to encourage um, students that every song, there's a purpose, there, there's something you're trying to learn from this. If you're learning dotted well, that, or eighth notes, then that's, that's what you're trying to, to learn. That's a good way to be mentally involved. Absolutely. You have to think to yourself yes. when you sit down to practice, when you sit down to your lesson, what am I trying to get out of this? I said the exact same thing. I was speaking to a group of fifth graders this week. And I had the, the exact same conversation with them. I said, you know, I, I said, we're going to do this. And I said, why are we doing this? Right. You know, why, why do you think we're making a big deal out of this lesson? You know, and, and like, you really took them a second and then they started thinking and eventually they started giving answers that, you know, that made sense and it was, it, there was value there. And I said, right. you know, don't just do it just because it's something to do. Right, you right. Think about yeah. why we're, what's important. What are we trying to get out of this? So you go to practice, all right, I'm going to practice. What am I going to get out of this practice? What am I trying to do here? What's what's the point? If it's just get the song, that's, that's it's not, not no. And that's hard because then that happens, and, and it, that's more difficult, I think, for, for younger students because they just want to pass off the song. Well, but we, uh, but, you know, adults go through the same yes, thing. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, you yeah fall no, into, you're right. You fall into the, same, into the same, you know, pitfall, so to speak, yeah. where it just becomes, I just want to get through this song so I can get to the next thing. Instead of trying to get the skill, right. what are the skills that you're trying to learn out of this? And, and you know, I think, too, it's also changing your mindset. Ab- Absolutely. Yes, that's, you know? that's huge. Mindset is huge. Yeah. And in and, and developing the mindset of, you know, I'm the long haul. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like we're doing this. You know, this is this is time. You know, and this is this is what I do. You know, yeah. I'm playing and I'm playing an instrument. I'm learning an instrument. You know, I'm not just learning this song. You know, right. it's not going to end after this song. You know. Well, and it's exciting too if you get a student that kind of gets that and they understand. Okay, I'm learning. Um, you know, whatever the concept is for that song, sixteenth notes. Let's say I'm learning sixteenth notes. And now I know how to do it. So then they get another song, and they are um, they have sixteen notes in it, and they're like, yeah. "Oh, I just learned that in the other song. Now right. I know how to do it. Now I'm a, right. a step ahead on this." So it, it gets kind of when they start to be able to see that, then it becomes uh, very exciting. Yeah, they get excited. They get excited. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So awesome. Well, this was a good discussion. I have a feeling we could probably keep going on on this, you know. So this might be a good thing to pick up on a on a next episode, you know, just talking about different ways to practice and 
and not to have not to allow that burnout. Because I mean, it happens. You know, I think it happens to all well, of it us. Happens to instructors too. Yes. You know, I mean, as an instructor, or as a person who's been playing instruments for many, many years, you you do reach those points where you you get burned out. I like as a drummer, you know, I like to tell my drum students, you know, when you sit down to play the drums, is the thing you play the groove that you always go to. Mm. Like your go-to groove when you sit right. down behind right. a drum set, there, there's that go-to groove that you play. Right. You know, you're in a rut. Yeah, right. Yeah. right. Yeah. You play the same thing. The, yeah, the faucet is turned off right now. Yeah, you know? yeah. That's no, that's a good point. Well, a guitarist, I see the same thing. You have that riff, you know that that yeah. song. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know that that one song that you just always keep going to. You know. Uh, and, and so, yeah, you do. You get stuck stuck in a rut like that. So, um, yeah, well, this this is good, guys. This was a good conversation, so I think we pick up with this next week. Thank you, everyone, for listening. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. As I mentioned before, please feel free to rate and review this podcast. You can check us out on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, MusicLessonsPensacola.com. Be sure to check out album, Ron K's album, K-Struction, on Apple Music and uh, Spotify. And if you notice that track, what's the track at the beginning of, of our podcast? Emoco Sunset. Emoco Sunset. Yes. yes, and that's Ron K. That's off the album. So yes. if you like that, check out the album K-Struction on, uh, on uh, Apple Music and Spotify and uh, YouTube Music, anywhere you get music. All right? Thanks a lot. Bye. Bye. Bye.